It's fall. That means football is back on the table, boys. On this episode of This is Game Boy Light, we deep dive into the rest of the football Game Boy games. Salutations. I am Belthy Gaming, and before we dive into the star-studded episode, I'm going to put in the tape and we're going to review what I've been up to. Uh, let's start with Red Dead Revolver. Um, played Red Dead Revolver for the first time ever. Played on the PS4. I bought the game on the PlayStation Network because apparently they have some PS2 games that you can play on the PS4. Uh, it was okay. Uh, the first, like, 75% of the game I thought was super fun. Uh, I actually enjoyed it more than Redemption for a bit, and then the ending really, really ruined my experience. <laughs> so, uh, it's an okay game. Uh, graphically, doesn't hold up super well, but the story is actually pretty neat, so I'll give it that. It's a, it's a very unique game. Uh, I did Darkwing Duck on the NES. Uh, no surprise there, I've beaten that game 4 billion times already. Um, but I started doing some challenges that I'll talk about here in a minute. Uh, just recently uh, beat uh, Shovel Knight Shovel of Hope uh, chapter, which is the base Shovel Knight game uh, where you play as Shovel Knight. Uh, that's probably the third or fourth time I've beaten the game um, as Shovel Knight. I, uh, I've only ever played the Plague Knight Tales once. And I haven't done Spectre Knight or King Knight yet. And I'm looking forward to playing those chapters as well. Because Yacht Club Gaming has done a phenomenal job at the game. Um, so challenges. So I talked about challenges a little bit ago. Um, I kind of tied everything into one umbrella now. So you probably heard me call something you know, Game Boy Adventure. Like 300 some odd games in Game Boy Adventure. Um... I'm kind of putting everything under an umbrella now, uh, which is called Arcade Open, where it's not just going to be Game Boy anymore. It is going to be Game Boy, NES, Super NES, PS4. So basically anything from old to new is going to fall underneath umbrella underneath this umbrella. Basically, it's just a series of Let's Plays for various different consoles. Uh, they'll all still be broken up by console, so we'll also have a Game Boy series, a NES series, uh, Amiga series, things like that. Um, but it's a chance for me to play all of these games in my apartment that I probably honestly wouldn't touch otherwise. Uh, on top of that, I'm returning to my roots, so if you, for all the OG listeners... OG listeners of this is Game Boy, you remember my name was E Bloody Candy at the start of this whole adventure, and then after uh, I don't know, a year, I think maybe a few months, I transitioned back or transitioned to Belthick. Uh, I'm going to be returning to my roots eventually. I need to figure out how to get EBC uh, rolling. Uh, into Twitch and YouTube and all that stuff again. I need to find the name that's going to work well for it. Uh, but on top of that, I'm probably actually going to start transitioning into my name, which is Tony, uh, for those that don't know. Um, 
more so for uh, retro historian type stuff. Uh, I don't want to be known as EBC or Belphic or E-Bloody Candy when it comes to all the retro restoration stuff that I, I've personally done. Uh, I kind of want that to be under my actual name and not uh, not an alias. So uh, there's a chance that you, you may hear me call myself Tony or you know whatever Mo wants to go by to later on. You may hear that in future episodes, so don't be confused. Belthick, EBC, E-Bloody Candy, Tony, all the same person. Um, we're trying to go back to EBC. Uh, not E-Bloody Candy, but EBC. Uh, a nickname that was given to me from speedrunning. But you may also hear Tony as well. Anyway, with that said, if you have any questions, DM me, ask me in the Discord. I'm more than happy to give you more information on it. Uh, I don't have everything planned out yet, but it's getting there. Anyway, let's get ready for some football. So we're going to start off this episode with two steaming pile of garbage games. Um, because why start with the good when you can start with the bad? <laughs> um, we are going to start with NFL Quarterback Club. Developed by Beam Software uh, and published by LJN. Released in November of 1993. I want to say this might have been an American release only, but maybe Europe got I I would doubt that Europe got this, but maybe Europe got this. Um, November 1993. This game is a hot, hot, hot pile of trash. Um, for those people that spent $50 on this game back in 1993... You should still ask for a refund. Uh, <laughs> the game is not a traditional football game. It's not a you pick a you pick two teams that face off against each other, and you battle for an hour. Whoever has the most points wins and moves on to the next week. Right? It's it's not one of those types of football games. If you are familiar with American football, you know that we have combines and um quarterback uh challenges and things like that uh <laughs> so this game nfl quarterback club takes some of the top quarterbacks in the in the uh in the franchise so i'm talking uh uh steve young uh phil sims you know those those types of people. Um, OG, OG great quarterback Troy Aikman. Um, I, maybe Bledsoe is in here. I can't remember. But um, you pick a quarterback and you play all of the quarterback challenges, so to speak. So, for example, when you first boot up, it, well, once first once you choose your quarterback. 
you are presented with uh you're presented with the first game right away which is target practice so you have this you have this target in front of you for your first throw and the bottom right corner you have this like power accuracy meter uh the game doesn't tell you how to do anything at all it doesn't tell you that the first part is power the second part is accuracy it doesn't tell you any of this so pray to the gods above that you can find a manual or have a manual for this game uh or it's you're gonna play it a whole bunch and learn <laughs> what the controls were um so just like if you've ever watched archery if you hit the bullseye you get a bunch of points if you hit the outer circle you get x amount of points etc etc um one, if you miss a throw, or once you've done a throw, the throw is complete. It's done. Uh, there, there's no moving on. So, bullseyes in this game are worth eight points. Uh, I believe the next outer ring is four, and then after that is two. Um, and as you throw the football, or as you progress through the targeting stuff, the targets do move side to side, and they get further and further back. Uh, it tests the quarterback accuracy. Um, once you've finished, once you have finished, uh, the target practice rather, or the tar the target throwing, your points are added up and then you are put into the event score. So basically you have this giant leaderboard of all the other quarterbacks that you're competing against and your goal is to try and get number one, obviously. Um... If you do well, you kind of move it up into like a tournament East style thing where it's like, oh, this person did well. Now we're moving up into the harder section of this mini game. So if you did well in the target target throw or the accuracy throw, you have more accuracy throw uh, things going on. And then once you're done with that, you'll get a winner, uh, winner of the first event. And if you won, they'll, they'll say your name. Um, kind of a neat cutscene. It's probably the best thing about the uh it's probably the best thing about the game honestly is the cutscenes even though they're on repeat uh they don't look too bad so the next thing you go into is speed and mobility this is probably one of the dumbest one of the dumbest mini games in this game because it starts you off at a box and you have to turn around and you have to duck under these bars and if you don't duck under a bar you get something called a foul which i believe adds time to your time taken to get to the end but again the game doesn't tell you how to duck or jump or do anything at all you kind of just have to understand or figure it out on your own or look in the manual on how to do this so once you foul you get a you get a you get a penalty and then the the this is a side view now instead of a behind the shoulder view so the side view death perception is completely awful just absolutely atrocious the lines make it look like things are closer to you than they appear. So when you're running, you're actually running over stuff, but it doesn't look like you're touching it at all because the perspective is completely off. Uh, that, there is no perspective actually at all. Uh, you have some angles that are going back away from you. You have some angles that are coming towards you. You have some angles that are going off the screen. Like the, It is all over the place. It is. Think of it... 
Think of back in like second grade when you were making like collages where you had to like snip out pictures from a magazine and like what's your dream room type deal and you take out a clip out a bunch of pictures from a magazine and you paste them onto a big poster board. That's essentially what this mini game is. Uh, it's pretty bad. So if you can manage to get past this mini game, which uh, you can't run around all the objects, you have to learn how to duck and jump over the poles and this and that, whatever. You get to the end where you get where you're presented with an accuracy throw thing again, which is like a it's like a five yard throw, but it's like the fastest five yard throw you'll ever you'll ever see, basically. Uh you do get, I believe, two or three tries at this. Um So if you mess up once, you you can try you can you have a, a way to get yourself through there for a better time. Um after this, though, if you didn't do well, then you just, you don't move on, etc., etc., etc. The next thing is distance challenge. So this is how far you can throw the football. Um, I still have no clue how this minigame actually works. Uh, I think it's like an alternate of A and B or whatever it may be. But basically, the gist of this minigame, and this is actually a real-life thing, is to see how far you can throw the football. Um, most people can throw it, you know, decently far, right? And half a football length or further, 50 yards or further. Um, so with this, like, you're, you're supposed to be able to throw it a, a long distance, but I, like I said, I, can't, I couldn't tell you if it's matching A or B or matching A or matching B. I literally just mashed all the buttons on my controller until something happened in the lower right-hand corner. Again, the game doesn't tell you what's going on or what to do or anything. In fact, you just have to understand what these minigames are, which means you have to understand American football, which means you have to also understand that American professional football has quarterback challenges for the top quarterbacks in the league. Uh, so there's, this is a very deep understanding game for those that if you're European, Japanese, whatever, or just didn't grow up watching football, you may not understand like what the hell is going on because this is tip, this is a very one-off thing that happens in the league, and it happens pretty it happens like very late in the season as well. Uh, and by very late, I mean like the end of the season. Um, the next thing after that is read and recognition. So, what this mini what this mini game is that you're gonna have four targets that are gonna be crossing the screen, two from the left, two from the right. And you're gonna have two of the targets that are flashing. Uh, you wanna try and hit the flashing targets. Typically, you wanna hit the furthest away one because that one's gonna grant you more points. Um, but if you throw it into a non-flashing target, it's quote-unquote an interception, which I, I doesn't give you any points or they dock points. I can't remember. Uh, basically, it's the same as the first uh, the first mini game that you played with the accuracy toss. Uh, this time around, you just have to pick. You have to just know what targets to throw at. Um, at the end of the day, it tallies up all these points and. It's uh, and whoever has the most points at the end of the game uh, is your all-time winner. And 
that's NFL quarterback club. It's literally just some, it's like four or five mini games um, that if you don't have the manual for, you're going to have to play through a few times to get first place because the game doesn't tell you what to do or what's going on or how the game is played or anything. Like you may have to look up like what is, what, what is the accuracy throw, you know, game for quarterbacks simply because nothing tells you what's going on. Um, moving on to the next game. Get ready for this. Get ready for this. If you thought NFL quarterback club one was a hot pile of garbage. Well, I got a surprise for you. NFL quarterback club two is only a pile of garbage. It's not hot. It's a fairly cold pile of garbage, but it's still a pile of garbage. <laughs> um, NFL Quarterback Club 2, developed by Condor, uh, published by LJN, and was released in March of 1995. This is also known as NFL Quarterback Club 95 in Japan. Now, thank God they don't have Beam developing this game, and LJN probably just didn't care because LJN had a license to literally everything that was mainstream back in the day. So LJN probably didn't care either. But at least NFL Quarterback Club 2 is an actual football game. Uh, it's not much of one, but it is one. Um, so to start, there is no options in this game. So if you remember in the previous football episode, some of these games that came out in 91, 92, 93, like the early 90s, I uh, had a bunch of game modes associated with them. You know, you could have a playoff mode, a season mode, um, head-to-head -head mode, like whatever you wanted. Like most of these, most of those games had a mode associated with them. This game comes out in 1995, has no extra game modes at all. Uh, you are first presented into the game. Uh, you get to see the the gorgeous LJN rainbow. And then you're immediately put into a screen with two helmets facing each other. Uh, this is your team selection screen. So you get to choose your home your home and away team. Uh, again, this is a NFL licensed video game. So you are going to have the NFL names like the Browns, the Eagles, the, the not, not Jaguars, the Oilers, uh, Dolphins, etc. So you can actually choose between the teams. All the teams have their own special stats associated with them. And then once you have chosen a team or teams to face off against, um, you're then given a difficulty option between rookie and pro. Uh, I played this. I played this game on pro. I personally didn't have any issue with the game at all. Uh, it's we'll get into the gameplay itself, but it's kind of a crappy game. Uh, I didn't touch rookies. I really don't know how easy rookie is. Pro had a, some challenges, but for the most part, it was actually a pretty easy game. So once you choose your difficulty, uh, you go into a coin toss. So this is already kind of a little bit unique. Uh, not many games actually had a coin toss this early on in, uh, in football games. So you get coin toss, choose heads or tails, right? If you win the coin toss, you can either choose to kick the ball or receive the ball. 
and then you do the opposite at halftime, whatever you chose at the start of the game. Then you get to choose either the east or west end. Typically, when you're kicking, you want to kick with the wind so it goes further into the end zone. Um, that way, when you're receiving at halftime, they have to kick into the wind, and they don't kick it as far. There is some strategy behind it, oddly enough. So once you chose the way you want to defend, uh, you're if you're kicking, you're presented with a kicking meter in the bottom right-hand corner. Think of like the older Madden games or even the older football games where it's a basic uh, T meter where you press A and the triangle of the, of the vertical meter starts to go up. So the higher up that triangle is on the meter, uh, the harder you're going to kick the ball. Then you have a little ball in the horizontal meter. This is the the direction the ball is going to go. If you have it flat in the center, you're going to cook it right down the middle. To the right, it's going to go to the right. To the left, the ball is going to go to the left in the air. So once you kick the ball, you know, you got the normal kickoff. That's not whatever. And uh, you run down the field, tackle the person. Tells you who was returned by. You get a nice little cool little cutscene of the quarterback club. And then from here, you're playbook is a little interesting um as defense you get to do like a, you have like a rush a read man zone blitz or special teams um some may confuse rush and blitz a little bit together blitz means that you're sending a bunch of people all at once you're blitzing the line to try and tackle the quarterback in the back rushing means that it's going to be a rushing play a running play so you kind of want to put a few few more bodies up on the line to try and prevent them from breaking through uh read is as you have your linebackers reading the offensive backfield so if the quarterback draws back the pass or the quarterback pitches hands off the linebackers or the backfield of your defense are reading that man is man defense so whenever the wide receivers and the tight ends go out down the field, you have a man on them regardless. They're not playing zone, which is the next thing we talk about. So the zone defense is that you have these, well, zones that a person or persons are are responsible for. So they're basically, they're kind of depicted as circles or ovals on the field. And whatever whenever a receiver gets into a person's zone that person is responsible for covering that person as long as they're in that zone as soon as they leave that zone and go into another zone uh then another person is responsible for them blitz like i said is a sending a bunch of people right at that backfield to try and tackle the quarterback or try and tackle the running back before he even gets the start of the play going special teams this is like your punch return or your field goal block so once you once you've chosen what type of defense you want to go with, you can, then you can kind of choose a defensive play, uh, and it has arrows to show you how like how the defense is going to move after the the ball is snapped. Uh, nothing too too crazy. Uh, the sprite work for this game isn't terrible. Uh, I didn't talk about quarterback club one. Quarterback club one sprite work actually isn't bad. They went a more realistic route. Uh, it's not terrible. You can kind of, you can can tell what things are uh this game the sprite work is actually quite good uh, i would compare it to almost tech mobile to be fair um the only bad thing about this game is that it doesn't show you where your first line meter is so if you don't know how far you need to get to a first down 
you're kind of guessing or you're kind of just adding or you're just doing it all in your head if you've done this a few times in your life. Um, so once you get to offense here, um, whether it's a punt or they scored or whatever, you have six options again. So you have an inside run, a pass, tricks, outside run, another pass option, or special teams. Uh, inside run, typically you're going to hear a lot of people, if you're if you're accustomed to American football or grew up in an American family, you're going you're to hear people like, run it up the gut, you know, type deal. That's an inside run. Um, so on your, on your front line, you have... We'll say seven people on the front line. You have your center, then on both sides of the center, a guard. Then next to the guards, two tackles. And then next to the two tackles, you have your 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 tight ends, typically. We'll keep it simple. Um, so anything between the two tight ends on both sides is, is considered an inside run. Um, each hole actually has a number associated with it. So if you're on the left-hand side... Those are odd-numbered holes. So the hole between the the gap between the center and the guard on the on the left-hand side is a one, three. Then you have one, three, um, five, seven. And then on the other side is even. You have to two, four, six, eight. Um, so there's a lot of times like if you're looking at some of these playbooks, you're seeing like. Um, half back half back toss 28 or whatever it is like that right that's the numbers are telling what hole what hole to go through in the line or where to expect the hole in the line to run through um typically you do inside runs uh kind of first down maybe third third and short uh or if you're on the red or if you're in the red zone on the goal line you kind of want to try and punch it into the end zone uh, pass one. These are just a set of pass plays. The game, the game is limited on how much you can hold in a certain segment, basically. So since there's so many pass plays, it breaks up into pass one and pass two. Uh, trick plays. These are like your reverses, your fumble rooskies, your uh, pitch to the your your pitch to the halfback where the halfback is going to throw it down the field. Uh, all the crazy type of plays that you see on ESPN. Outside run, so we talked about inside run. Outside run is running outside of the tight ends, typically towards the sidelines or the out-of-bounds lines. Um, these are exceptionally helpful, like on second downs, maybe maybe, maybe early first downs uh, if you're running to the weak side or strong side. And you can determine weak side and strong side by where you lined up on the field. So on the field, there are little ticks or hashes, as we call them, on the right right and left side of the field away from the center. So if you're on the right hash and you're snapping the ball, the left side is your strong side, the right side is your is your weak side because you have less room to run on the right-hand side than you do on the left-hand side. The left-hand side gives you more options and more maneuverability. Um, so once you choose, what and, and special teams, that's your field goal and punting. So once you decide to do what you are, choose what you want to do, you go into your playbook, and from there again, it gives you it gives you arrows on how the offense is going to behave, where the runner ought to run, uh, et cetera, et cetera. Pretty pretty basic stuff, honestly. Um, once you snap the ball, 
it automatically pitches out and then you run. Honestly, I personally had a terrible, terrible time trying to run the ball in this game because the defense was always just on me. Like I, I could never catch a break uh, with with the defense while trying to run. When passing, you have two options. You have the top top receiver and the bottom receiver <laughs> option. Um, and you need to be very, very careful when throwing the ball in this game uh, because it can easily be intercepted uh, by the by the computer. So if you think your character is wide open, think again. Chances are the AI is going to magically just appear there and intercept the ball and run, and run it back. Um, throwing is actually pretty difficult as well too, but I found throwing to be the most successful thing while playing this game. Uh, you kind of need to be quick. Uh, you can't really you can't really draw back and wait for people to get open. It's a draw back and hurry up and throw it while they're running type deal. Uh, that's going to ensure literally the the the, the best uh, best accuracy and the best completion rate for that. Um, but that's basically the game uh, right there in a nutshell. Each quarter is I I don't know five ten minutes maybe. Um, pretty short, honestly. I think one one game of this game of this game is about an hour ish long, uh, because of all the side stuff you have to do, play choosing, timeouts, kickoffs, whatever it may be. Um, but there's only one mode. It's head to head. Uh, there's no moving on. There's no nothing. It's uh, I won the game. I'm gonna go choose my next opponent, and I'm gonna go beat them, or they're gonna beat me, or whatever it may be. Uh, it's a very basic football game. It's not terrible. It's still kind of a pile of garbage because it has NFL quarterback club name associated with it. Uh, and with it being 1995, it actually is lacking a lot of features that were in earlier football games. Um, but overall, it's a simple football game. It looks nice. Um, Audio is okay, but if you're looking to play a simple football game, this might be it. Don't play the first NFL quarterback club. <laughs> Just don't do it. All right, with that, we're going to take a quick break, and when we come back, we are going to John Madden your heart out. Stay tuned. Welcome back, everybody. So, it's the time you've all been waiting for. Yeah, they made Madden and football games for the Game Boy. And boy, are they a treat. We're obviously going to do this in order, right? So, we got to start with Madden 95. Developed by Hailstorm. Uh, if you don't know who Hailstorm is, they did, uh, oh god, <laughs> they are a uh, sports developed 
development company, basically. Uh, they did a Sports Illustrated Championship Football and Baseball. Uh, Sports Illustrated for Kids, The Ultimate Triple Dare, which you definitely heard Mo and I complain about. Madden 95, Madden 96, uh, and some golfing games. So nothing too crazy there, but they were published. This game was published by Malibu. Uh, Malibu published a lot of decent games. Uh, I won't call them great, but decent. Uh, Cliffhanger for the Super Nintendo, Total Carnage for the Game Boy, um, Sequest DSV for the Game Boy, uh, Desert Strike Return to the Golf, Jungle Strike, Bassmaster Classics, NHL Hockey. Um, they're kind of all over the place on what they publish, but some of these games aren't terrible. They're playable, at least. Not terrible. Um, this game came out in November of 1994. So, the way sports games work, and they still work to this day like this, is instead of releasing like Madden 2020 in the year 2020, they do it the year before. Because they know what the roster is going to be. They're going to put all the new people that are going to be in the 2020 season with their stats and everything else. So, for instance, uh, last year, the Chiefs won the Super Bowl, right? Or, I guess, earlier, last season, the Chiefs won the Super Bowl. So, Patrick Mahomes, uh, third or fourth year in the NFL now, uh, has a, a big old stat boost. While, like, we have a bunch of rookies coming from the class of 2019, coming into the class of tour, coming into the league of 2020, yeah, you gotta get them people into the game. So they always do it from the previous year. Um, so that's why this game, 1994, Madden 95. Uh, what, what is there to say about this game? This game is, uh, this game is colorful. I will give it that. Uh, it can, you have the beautiful, beautiful, beautiful EA Sports. It's in the game right off the get-go. Um, then you get a bunch of copyright stuff, yada, yada, yada. And then you are presented with John Madden's signature. And then you are presented with the slowest moving football ever. It says Madden 95. And then you are welcomed by John Madden himself. And he is very animated and does not look very good. If you've ever saw the picture of a blobfish, that is what John Madden looks like. <laughs> Uh, but he is very animated. It's a very colorful screen. I will give it that. Uh, he greets everybody and says, Welcome to Madden 95 football. Um, that, that means we're playing 95 footballs. So he goes, you know, you, you, he gives you the credits, you know, all the developers and all that kind of thing. Like, oh, special thanks to so-and-so. Hailstorm developed a game. Blah, 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 blah. You know, the whole, the whole spiel that you typically get at the end of the game. But you get it right up front. And then right away, you have a couple different play modes you can choose from. You have ex Exhibition, which is your one-on-one head-to-head. Uh, you have a Playoff mode and Season mode. Playoff mode is like a tournament-style thing where you go in until you win the Super Bowl. Uh, season is 16 weeks plus postseason and Super Bowl. Uh, it's long. And it goes like 14 hours for me to, to go through it all. Uh, you choose exhibition, and then right below that you have the options of 
the your home team and your visiting team and your game length. So your home team again, since this is a NFL licensed game, we get uh, we get the the proper team names. But this time around, it's you don't go by the actual team name like the Cowboys, the Eagles, the Packers. You go by the city that they're from. So Buffalo, Dallas, Green Bay, Philadelphia. Uh, game length you go you know, you can jump between five, ten, fifteen, or twenty. Twenty being the max. So once you say that's all okay, you choose if you want to be on the home or the visitor team. Uh, you're gonna you're gonna flip a coin. You get to choose between heads and tails, which is the worst goddamn graphics I've ever seen in my life. The heads looks like John F. Kennedy was. Yep, uh, and then the tails is just the Malibu Games logo because why not have the Malibu Games instead of the eagle? Um, and if you win the toss, you get to choose between kick and receive. And then obviously choose to choose a side to defend. Um, so from there, the the game is super Game Boy enhanced. So you have a nice green field with white lines and white hashes. But that's about as good as it gets for graphics. Um, you have one team with white jerseys and another team with not black jerseys, not red jerseys, not even blue jerseys, green jerseys. So the people that are wearing the green jerseys blend in with the green field. I don't see a problem. I just don't see a problem. Um, so the ball's kicked and it's the sound effect is atrocious. It, it sounds like an Atari 2400 racing game. It is just atrociously bad. <laughs> like, if you're, if you're playing a racing game on the old Atari 2600, sorry, not 2400, 2600. If you're playing a racing game on the old Atari, you hear this, burn, burn, like that kind of noise. It's like they're very just default, like just jagged just man man that's what the ball sounds like in the air it's awful um and you get this long long arrow above your head showing that hey this is you stupid <laughs> and start running the ball because why put a circle under your feet when you can have a, a try a, an arrow that takes up you know an eighth of the screen um, so you're running down the field and your character, your sprite is moving like the sprite itself, like the animations of the sprite looks like you're running at, as fast as the flash, but in reality, like you, you move slower than molasses on the actual field. Uh, it makes no sense at all. Um, <laughs> it makes zero sense. Uh, and then you're presented with the play choosing screen. And this screen is just flooded with a bunch of nonsense. Well, it's not nonsense information, but it's not very organized information. Let's just put it at that. Um, it's just, it's, it's overwhelming, honestly. Just even as a person that knows American football, the screen is overwhelming. Uh, and instead of having like the simple options of rush, pass, whatever now you actually have real play play names real playbooks 
So you have like pro form, single back, eye formation, run and shoot, shotgun formation. So now, this is a game where you have to know American football now. This is no more like, I think this is a pass play or this says the word pass. So this must be a pass play. There's no more of that. We are now in the advanced football games where you need to know that shotgun formation means that the quarterback is further back from the center. The center has to throw the ball backwards to the quarterback. And from there, the quarterback can either pitch it or hand it off to the running back or pass it. Typically, shotguns are for passing plays. Um, so you kind of have to know all of this while, going, while playing the game now. So this is uh, your advanced football in 1994, so to speak. So... You line up, and right away, if it's a passing play, you have arrows over your two receivers that are A and B because you don't have any other buttons on the Game Boy. Um, if you press the A, when you snap the ball, if you press the A button, the ball will get thrown to the A wide receiver. If you press the B button after a snap, the ball will get thrown to the B wide receiver. Uh, honestly, the passing in this game wasn't terrible. Uh, I would say that your offensive line is pretty garbage. Uh, you don't have a lot of time to throw the football. You do get rushed almost immediately. So it's one of those, like, you snap the ball, everything goes at mock speed uh, speeds, and you hurry up and throw the football. If there's a person in front of the football, it gets blocked. It, I, I don't think I saw much for interceptions in this game. It just gets dropped. Uh, but if your guy's wide open, he'll catch it probably 95% of the time. Uh, running this game, I actually had a lot of a lot of success running in this game. Uh, this game has the same fate as Tecmo Bowl does, where if you kind of run at angles, the AI really doesn't know what to do, and they'll miss most most of the tackles. But that's really all there is to say about the game. Uh, there is a lot of animation in this game. So when you have an incomplete pass, like there's a referee that does show up at the top of the screen and does do the hand motions of an incomplete pass or an offsides. When you score a touchdown, there isn't touchdown dance where like the, the player is animated and dancing. Uh, there is actually a lot of effort into this game. It's just a shame that it's just boring. <laughs> It's sad to say, like, the game is just boring. Like, there's nothing exciting about this game. And you, you might be thinking to yourself, oh, yeah, it's a football game. It's a sports game. What, what, what's been exciting about the past football games that you've talked about, you know, in the last two, epi you know, last two episodes? Well, I mean, you think about it. Like, Tech Mobile, if you ask anyone, like, hey, what's the best football game from, from, the, from, the, early, from the late 80s, early 90s? Everyone's going to say Tech Mobile. Tech Mobile Super Bowl. Because it was memorable. It was fun. You had your Bo Jacksons. You had your Barry Sanders. Like, it was a good time. Right? People enjoyed it. It was fun to play the game. Um, even with some of the crappier earlier Game Boy football games that we talked about, like like uh, NFL Quarterback Club 2 or NFL Football, um, Play Action Football, like, even though these are some of the earlier football games, they still had a unique aesthetic to them that most games at the time didn't have, uh, especially most sports games at the time did not have. This game came out in 1994, uh, so one year earlier than NFL Quarterback Club 2. Granted, this thing actually, this game actually has more modes to it, but by 1994 standards, this game 
is just an ordinary football game. It is nice to have color associated with it. This is, I believe, one of the first Super Game Boy enhanced football games. Uh, so it is good to have some color associated with it. The problem is that they used the color in the wrong places where they need where it needed to happen. Uh, the sprite work is kind of eh. Uh, it's it re- very much reminiscent of mid NES days. Uh, it's nothing to brag about at all. The upper animations of the referee, the quarter the quarterback dancing, John Madden at the start. They're they're nice. It's impressive that they could we could do this on the Game Boy without much FPS suffrage. But at the same time, we could have saved that space from some other enhancement to the game. Maybe some better sprites. Definitely some better audio because the audio in this game is absolute garbage. Um, maybe a cleaner playbook screen. Just something you know. It's it's that it's that risk reward that you always hear about, right? It's like we take this risk this is the reward however if we fail like this is the failure that we have to that we have to endure and i feel like honestly this game for what it was i actually took a decent amount of risks especially going after you know all the all the animations that most people would probably just ignore or just not think about at all the fact that it's super game boy enhanced we have a bunch of colors associated with it now uh the playbook is actually using real plays from the playbook uh, it actually took it actually did take a lot and took it took a lot of risks with the game itself because by 1994 they were, they're probably just like you know people know what football is football's popular now like we can give people like we can take off the training wheels essentially um, but by this time a lot of the a lot of the charm from sports games are kind of just gone um, that's why you see things like NFL like in the next couple of years after this game comes out, you're going to have NFL Blitz, NFL Streets. Uh, you're going to have NF- you're going to have Madden games with story modes associated with them now. Like you're going to have all these other features that come out of this because they realized that sports games in the mid 90s were just stale and there was nothing there there is there was no new features coming out. All the all the charm was already said and done in the early 90s. And the technology just wasn't there yet to do what we pulled off in the late 90s, early 2000s. So it was just a stale period for sports games. Unless you're a Cool Borders fan. Um, so yeah, once, you've, uh, once, you, once you get through everything here and you kick your field goals and you score your touchdowns and you do your halftime shows and all that, all that fun stuff. Uh, at the end of it all, you get a you get a cool cool little dance at the end, saying that you that you scored a touchdown, won the game, and uh, that's that's it. the The gun gets shot in the air. Some arbitrary gun gets shot in the air because that doesn't happen in the actual sport. Uh, John Madden shows up as the Blobfish again. Uh, says, hey, thanks for playing. This is John Madden saying goodbye for Madden 95. And then you go back to the title screen. <laughs> thanks for playing. This is John Madden saying goodbye for Madden 95. And then, yeah, you're taken back to the intro screen with some really crappy, uh, some really crappy music. That's Madden 95. So now we dive into Madden 96. 
So, Madden 96, again developed by Hailstorm, published by Black Pearl. And if you don't know who Black Pearl is, Black Pearl published fantastic hits such as Shaq Fu on the Game Boy, Super Star Wars Return of the Jedi on the Game Boy, Disney's Pocahontas and Toy Story on the Game Boy, Pinocchio on the Game Boy, okay, Urban Strike on the Game Boy, SimCity 2000 on the SNES, like, they've, they've put out some decent... They, they've published some decent games. Um, they're definitely a household name, for sure. Especially in the sports um, category. But uh, the, this game came out in October of 95. So, Madden 96 came out in 1995. Makes sense. And, uh, again... I... I it, it's a video game... Um, <laughs> how do we how do I describe this game so this game took a big step backwards a big big step backwards uh, which would explain why Madden 97 had a different developer but uh, Madden 95 was game, Super Game Boy enhanced Madden 96 might be I can't remember, but I'm pretty sure it was just your black and white or your monochrome green. Um, I'm going to double check this real quick because I'm pretty sure. I will double check it just for you, podcast. You, the podcast. I'm double checking my notes because I, I, I like you all. I enjoy you all. And yes, this is a Super Game Boy Enhanced game. So they didn't take a super big step back, but they did take a step back in Madden 96, and I will tell you how they took a step back. So again, in this game, since this is a EA game, you're introduced to the EA Sports. It's in the game. Um, intro screen right away that moves at like 2 FPS. Uh, then you get the nice gorgeous black pearl screen that you see in Shaq Fu. Then Hailstorm, which no one cares about. Uh, and then you get presented with the copyright stuff, and then you have this football player running down the side of the screen. So now you get a glimpse of what the sprite work looks like, and the sprite work is worse than the 95 version. Uh, I didn't think it could be possible, but it is. Um, and then after a bunch of credits that you're going to skip past by mashing A, you're going to get this thing that says Madden 96 with a decently okay rendition of John Madden. But again, a really crappy intro tune. Um, and then from there, you have play modes. So just like 95, you have your play modes, you have your exhibition, you have your playoffs, your season. Um, and this time around, you get to choose. And depending on what game mode you choose, you choose your home team. If you're doing an exhibition, you choose home and visiting team. And you have game length again, which is 5, 10, 15, or 20 minutes. Now, once you've chosen a game mode and are ready to rock and roll. By the way, the music during this whole thing is atrocious. And you want to get through the screens as fast as possible. Um, so once you've, uh, once you've chosen what you want to do and get through it all, 
you are then asked you know choose a team so you get to move whatever helmet player one player two to, uh, to either side whatever team you want to play as um by the way this time around you have the all madden team versus so you have an all madden team to choose from this time around and you do have um city names again to choose from but the logos for the city names are really, really bad. Then once you could choose your team, you get another menu with John Madden's face looking right into your soul that says start game, team matchup, so you get to see like how the teams stack up one another, team profiles and substitutions. You typically just got match to start the game because you don't care about this other stuff. And then you get into the coin toss again. This time around, the head looks like Julius Caesar, and the tails looks like a, a, a scorpion that got crushed by a truck. Um, and then magically, when this when the when it does land on tails, it looks like the eagle that it should. Um, but just like every coin toss we talked about earlier in this episode, it's the same thing. But this time you get to see an animated flag showing you which way the wind is blowing instead of an arrow. Um, so this time around, the field... So in Madden 95, it didn't go over it, but the field actually had texture associated with it. The center was a smooth green, and the sides were a, a rigid, checkered-type green. It actually actually blended very nicely. Uh, this time around, the, the, the field is just flat green and white. There is no texture at all. Think of... Uh, you know those green cutting boards like with the X-Acto knives and stuff that you used in like classrooms? It's literally just like that. It's just a flat base green with white lines going across it. It is super, super boring to look at. Uh, Atari, that's that's more acceptable. Like if you if you look, pop in football for the Atari twenty six hundred, it's a green field with white lines. That's exactly what we're looking at here. Uh, this time around, they do have jersey colors in a correct color. They have red and white and whatnot, but they do have green again still, too, so you're on blend into the field again. Um, to start the football, doesn't look like a football. It looks like a salt shaker. The football is the smallest thing that you can possibly think of on the field. <laughs> um... The shadow is almost bigger than the football itself, but the football looks like a salt shaker. Uh, the sprites look like they're a fat version of Tecmo Bowl from the NES. And even though they don't move, the animation isn't mock speed. The animation isn't very good. It's just them moving their arms back and forth while their legs go up and down. Uh, it's not a very good animation, honestly, because previous games, in previous football games for the Game Boy, actually had very good animations. Even though the sprite work might have been shoddy, it still had good animations of showing the legs moving and the arms moving, even at appropriate speeds. So once you catch this football from the atrociously god-awful audio that it's going to give you, again, you are presented with this giant arrow over your head telling you hey this is you dummy run up the field so you start running up the field and it plays kind of similar to madden 95 uh the difference is the ai just it's impossible to tackle you you, you can run strict directly into the ai 
and they won't be able to tackle you. I don't know what they did to the AI, but they really, really messed up the AI in this game. Um, so now you're presented with the playbook. Now, this playbook is leaps and bounds better than Madden 95. Um, they've actually color-coded everything. Everything is very organized. Uh, and it, it gives you the information you need to know. Um, again, you're still using real plays from real playbooks, so this still is an advanced football game. But the screen itself is leaps, leaps, and leaps and bounds better than Madden 95. So, again, once you choose your play, you have 25 seconds to choose your play, line up and snap the ball. Um... It's just how football is. You line up. If it's a run play, you hand it off or you pitch the ball, and you run up the you run up the middle. If it's a passing play, passing plays in this game are a little bit more weird. You don't have the A B type thing over people's heads. Uh, you just kind of know who you're throwing to, and you can honestly bomb the ball into. Eight people covering your wide receiver, and your wide receiver will catch it ninety percent of the time. I don't. I don't think I ever had the ball intercepted for me or blocked for me once. It was either my my receiver dropped it or he caught it, and he caught it more times than he dropped it. Um, and like I said, half the team could be covering him, and he would still somehow pull down the ball and actually run yardage after that too. Like I said, they they did something absolutely atrocious with the AI. The game is not difficult by any means at all. Uh, there's not even a difficulty selector. Just the game itself is just super, super easy. Like the AI is just. I don't know if they're like I don't know if they thought Madden '95 was too hard, but Madden '96 is a joke in difficulty. So. Just like any other football game, you you play you you choose your plays, you do your plays, and then once the play is done, at the top of the screen it tells you how many yardage you got or didn't get by what number, and from there you get a a, a little animation from the referee whether or not you got a first down, incomplete pass, offsides, what have you. The referee actually looks decent this time around. The animations are still pretty clunky. They still run at like 2 FPS basically. But the actual appearance of them is nicer. And it's not a jarring red anymore. Not bleeding into your soul. So once you, once you approach the red zone and get into the end zone. You uh... Or even score for the matter. <laughs> if you, you you hear the crowd in the background and it sounds like surfing waves. So if you've ever played um if you ever played games where like the waves are crashed onto the beach from like the early NES or late Atari days, that's the exact same sound effect you're going to hear for the crowd. It's a noise. Uh, the cool thing about it is, though, it, it does have the Titantron that does appear at the top half of the screen. It does have some pretty fun little animations, like a like a sad face or an angry face or whatever it may be. 
Um, and when the crowd does go out, it shows the animation of a crowd. And this this is the most terrifying thing you're going to see. It's a super, super ever, uh, overexposed animated GIF, basically, of, of like one person glaring into your soul. And it is, this game turns into a sports game, into a horror game very quickly. Um, once that's said and done, uh... That's that's really Madden '96. I mean, there's not much else to say about it. Um, when you when you pause the screen, you have Madden's face looking at you. It says, "Hey, so and so is called a timeout." Thanks, John. Appreciate it. Uh, <laughs> once uh, once you do score a touchdown, you get a Titantron image at the top that says "touchdown" with a bunch of fireworks. Uh, and you have the referee that puts his arms up. That's, you know, indicating that you score a touchdown. And that's it. No crazy, weird dances or anything of the sort at all. The kick meter is your same kick meter as you've always had in previous Madden games. Where it's uh, a T meter where you have the power meter that goes up and down. And the higher the power, the, the harder the kick. And then you have your direction meter as well too. So you know which way the football is going to be kicked. Uh, all of the audio in this game is slightly better, but it's still very obnoxious and still very bad. Um, but with that said as well, too, uh, this game is an advanced football, uh, advanced American football game where you do have to put some strategy into play to actually beat the game if you do a full season, which, like I said, the game is atrociously easy. Um, nothing special. At the end of the game, it's uh, you get John Madden's face again. It says, "Return to game set or return to setup game stats score summary." Just to go over what happened at the end of the game, and then you're back to the main game setup screen. Read the choose between ex exhibition, uh, playoff, and season again. No, John Madden, thanking you this time. No, nothing. John Madden doesn't like you in Madden '96. So, sorry to say. Uh, we're not going to take a break. We're diving right into Madden 97. Whew. John Madden. Nine, all right, Madden 97, developed by Tier Text Design Studios. Uh, so this is a name that is a, is a, it is a household name. They've been around from 88 to, two, I, think I think they might still be going, but 2003 was one of the last games that they released. Um... They've done such hits as Thunderblade, Strider, um, Strider 2, UN Squadron. Uh, they basically specialize in the Atari ST and the Amiga, mind you. Um, and the Commodore 64 as well, too. But once we got into the 90s, they had the Genesis and the Game Gear as well, uh, where they did the Star Wars, they did MiG-29, World Cup USA, um, Strider Returns, Shaq Fu on the Game Gear, which is an impossible game, um, Madden 98, Men in Black, Madden 2000, <laughs> Rugrats, so they've done a lot of games, they're definitely a household name that have been around for a very, very long time, um, and this game again was... Uh, published by Black Pearl, and this game came out in November of 1996. 
So, this is the last football game that we will talk about. And it is the last Madden game to come out for the Game Boy. So, right away in this game, as soon as you launch the game, you are presented with um, a Madden 97 screen, a bunch of copyright information about THQ and EA, uh, all that fun fun jargon then you get a black pearl screen and you just like oh yeah Shaq Fu and then you get John Madden's like face in like a blinds view kind of like think of like a powerpoint blinds uh, animation or fade out kind of like that and then you get Madden 97 in all color like this thing takes color to a whole new world you get this picture of a person in the end zone, either about to throw the ball or spike the ball, goalpost above them, it says Madden in big red bold font, 97 with the American flag inside of it. Nothing screams football in America quite like Madden 97 does. And then once you're out of that screen, you get a... <laughs> you get a really bad rendition of John Madden Think of Blobfish again, and it says Madden 97 with spinning with spinning letters on the right-hand side. Uh, but they all move fairly smoothly. And then at the start of it, uh, there is voices in this game. And it has John Madden's face, actually a much better rendition of John Madden's face, with John Madden right below it, and actually he actually talks a little bit at the start. And then you go into the game setup again. So, much like all the other ones, play mode, exhibition, playoffs, season, home visiting team, game time, 5, 10, 15, 20 minutes. But, this game gives you the option of weather. So, we never talked much about weather in football games, uh, or in football in general. Weather plays a huge role in football. If it's raining, the ball is slippery, so you're more prone to fumbling or dropping the ball. Uh, if it's snowy, snow is water, it makes things slippery, and it's hard to run, you have less traction. When it's cold, your hands are cold, and it hurts because that damn football is made of leather or pigskin, and it hurts when you catch it, um, especially if the ball is thrown hard at you. If you're hit hard, it hurts because your body's cold. Uh, if it's hot, you get exhausted faster, you don't have enough stamina, your endurance runs down faster. Uh, you need more water breaks. You need more more breaks in general. Like weather plays a huge role in football. Um, so now we have a weather option, which we haven't had a weather option in any other sports in any other football game uh, prior to this. But that's actually a really interesting addition to the game. Um, so from there, once you've chose your city, Pittsburgh or Dallas, this is not a licensed NFL game, so you don't get Pittsburgh Steelers or Dallas Cowboys. You get Pittsburgh or Dallas. Um, now right away, the helmets, instead of using logo, made up logos this time around, we have helmets and the helmets are ugly and they're terribly designed. And you honestly don't know the difference between both teams. Just looking by the helmet, you just have to look at the city that you chose. Uh, the control this time is not a helmet that moves from side to side, but instead a Game Boy. An old gray brick Game Boy that you can choose what team you want to be on. So, bonus points for that. 
So once you choose your team that you want to be on, it gives you a team matchup. So it tells it, it gives you a color coordinated, basically bar graph of who is the better team at certain things. Um, and as you move on, you get John Madden's face again that says Pittsburgh versus Dallas. Um, yeah, and then you uh, you move on to the to the game itself. So from there you have your coin toss. You choose between heads or tails. Now this I have a problem with. Typically when you flip a coin, it's a specialized coin or it's a 50 cent piece. In this game they depict it as a quarter. So a 50 cent piece is JFK's head and on the back of it is an, is a, is an eagle. The 50 cent piece is significantly bigger and heavier than a quarter. Uh, most times now, I believe the NFL actually uses a specialized coin uh, for this. However, Madden 97 decided to depict the coin as a quarter. I do have a lot of problems with this because quarter is not used, not even in high school football. Um, the quarter head is George Washington's uh, head, and the back is an, a picture of an eagle. Everything is an eagle in America. That's how we roll. Uh, so I, I already have a problem with this game. The center field is the highway. If you if you saw like Route 66 icon before, uh, it's that icon, but the word but the the numbers 97 inside of it instead of 66. That is in the center field at the 50 yard line. If you've ever watched American football, in the center of the field, they typically have the hometown's logo in there. So whether it be a an eagle for the Philadelphia Eagles, a horseshoe for the Cowboys, or a star, sorry, for the Cowboys, a giant G for the Packers. Um, they do a, a Route 66, but instead it's Route 97, basically. Um, the game is in color again. The field is green. It's a slightly darker green, but again, it looks like the Atari football game field. And they went back to their old, old ways, where it's a green jersey and a white jersey so the green jerseys get to blend into the field again joy Madden 97 took so many steps back from 96 and 95 so we choose so you choose heads or tails right and if you choose tails you choose receive so this one this part's already different as well too when you choose to receive or kick you had arrows that you can press up and down on your d-pad to choose from now you have to know to press A to receive or B to kick. So if I'm mashing the A button just to get through things, I'm like, oh, I didn't want to receive, Sh you know, shoot. Now I have now I have to kick at halftime. Or if I'm mashing the B button to get through things, I accidentally kicked when I wanted to receive. So I was like, oh, great, that sucks. Um, so that's already another pet peeve just to get started with. Um, and you get to choose what, what goal you want to defend. And there's no animation this time. So in Madden 96, we had an animated flag showing which way the wind was blowing. Uh, in other games, we had a, you know, you choose east or west, and it showed you an arrow which way the wind was blowing. This time around, we don't have an animated flag. We have a dark gray flag on a dark blue background. So it's actually really hard to see. And it doesn't tell you east or west. It tells you if it's pointing towards the visitors or the home side. So, it's already taken a lot of lazy steps forward. 
So once you choose your side, what side to defend on, this and that, whatever, you go through it and the game moves at like 0.5 FPS because who knows why. But this time around, they, they did us a solid. We don't have a giant arrow above our head telling us who we are. This time around, we have a star beneath our feet with, with, our, with our player's number. So this, I can actually get a little bit behind. Um... So now we go into the T meter again. So mind you, Madden 95 and Madden 96 ran very smoothly. Even the kick meter and everything. The only thing that would really laggy or really had FPS issues was just the animations of like John Madden or uh, the referee doing its thing. Now Madden 97, everything is an FPS issue. So when you're doing your kicking... Your kick meter is going to be sluggish and it's going to lag. So be prepared for that. It is not a good experience. And your controls are slightly delayed because of the lag that the game is emitting. But it is your basic T standard meter. Vertical is power. Horizontal is direction. Once you've kicked your ball, the football actually looks like a football. They actually did a good job with it. And there is no sound effect to this at all. However, however, everything is moving at like 2 FPS and the sprites are atrociously, atrociously bad. So once the ball finally lands, because it, it seems like it, it, it stays up in the air for 25 minutes, you catch it and you start running up a field. And this game took a page out of Madden 96 book where no one can touch you again. Um, <laughs> so once once you, you once you get tackled or not, if you have a good play, they they blow the whistle and they do like this big wave crash. It's like a right away. And then it shows this really, 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 really bad overexposed picture of a crowd. But honestly, it looks like it's the picture is from like the nineteen the roaring twenties of like some kid like yelling extra extra read all about it and all like there's a big crowd like trying to rush this kid to get the newspaper. That's honestly what this animation looks like. It's really really bad and the sound effect is awful. Uh, however, it's not jarring because it's not bright red like it was in Madden ninety five. Now when you go onto the play screen again. They really, really got lazy on this. It actually takes a half a second to even get to the play screen because it has to load it in because the game is running so poorly. Um, instead of showing you both teams on the play screen, it only shows you your team. Um, you don't have as many plays this time around. You don't have the eye formation. You don't have the shotgun. You don't have any of that at all. You still have... You still have your basic plays, your name plays, but you don't have as many as you did before. You have less. Uh, it's still the, the the screen still tells you a decent amount of information, but it only shows you one team now. Like they they definitely took the lazy route of this of this game. So when you're choosing to play, it does a bunch of beeps and boops. Think again, like Atari, like if you're playing Pong on Atari, beeps and boops. Th those types of sound effects, beeps and boops. So, 
game time, the first top third of the screen is taken by some clock that you really don't care about at all. Um, and for you to tackle somebody, it's not a problem at all, but for them to tackle you is going to be the hardest thing in the world. Like I said, this game suffers from the Madden 96 syndrome. So, once you get the ball, once you're on offense, again, like I said, you get your plays, but you don't have all the plays that you once thought you had. You have a limited amount of plays to choose from. So, you kind of have to know what, what these plays do. And, again, beeps and boops. Um, luckily, the plays are color-coordinated once you get into the actual playbook. So, you have white for run and orange or red for pass. Once you get onto the field and you snap the ball, you don't get any arrows on where you're going to throw the football. You get these like you get like this film strip on the top of the screen, and it has a black it has a black outline around all three. And the one that you're going to pass it to, or the one that you're choosing to throw to, will have a white border around it. So you don't get these arrows anymore, or press A or B, like you get this film strip that covers a third of your screen so you can't see down the field at all. And these little like picture and picture squares that I've shown you is are not big enough to show you like the coverage around the receiver. So when you finally choose a receiver to throw it to, you kind of just pray that they're open and you just you just pray that they're open. You know and there's no one in front of the ball to, to intercept it. Um when you're running the when you're running the football, there's really no issues running the football at all. I actually found this game, I found passing this game to be near impossible or just really bad, but running in this game is phenomenal and the easiest type of running you'll ever do. Uh, literally, you just sway back and forth on an angle, and then once you're on a breakaway, you're gone. Like there is no, excuse me, no opposing. Uh, member of the team going to tackle you uh, You can you don't even have to run at a diagonal you can just run in a straight line and the enemy will not the enemy the opposing team will not touch you Once you score a touchdown you're gonna hear the crowd go whoosh, whoosh, Again your guys are gonna spike the ball and do a bunch of weird dances in the end zone shake his hips a little bit and You're gonna kick a field goal and that's it. There's no, there's no special, there's no special animations. There's no nothing. This game literally took the most lazy route possible that I could take, and it did it, uh, which is a shame because this is Mad ninety seven. It's supposed to be progressively getting better, but instead it's progressively getting worse. Uh, Madden ninety five is the better Madden game of the three Game Boy games, uh, just straight up. Madden 97 doesn't have the animated referees. It doesn't have the animated John Madden. Uh, it doesn't have the Titantrons. It doesn't have the touchdown dances. It doesn't have anything that was actually kind of unique about Madden 95 uh, and Madden 96. Uh, and actually, performance-wise, this game runs like, like garbage. So... And again, and this game has no sound to it at all. It has sound effects, but no music, unless you're in, like, the game setup screen. Once you're in the pause, or like, the, the play select menu, or on the actual field playing the game, there is no music. It is dead silent. All you get is sound effects. So, 
maybe that's a blessing or a curse. I have no idea. It was a blessing for me when I played this game for 13 hours. Uh, <laughs> so uh, once you've once you've beaten once you've beaten the team that you're playing against, you get a game over screen. And you get John Madden's face that talks about how the game was. Basically, he just over-exaggerates everything because that's what John Madden did. And it shows you the score between between the game that you just played. And then it takes you back to the game setup screen again. That is Madden 97. That is... It's not all the football games, okay? We are missing some. Like, there is Bo Jackson's 2-1 football baseball. There is Sports Illustrated football golf, I think it was, uh, or football baseball. There are some combo cards that we I am leaving out of this light. I apologize. But we will touch base on them, and there's a reason they weren't in this light. I promise you. So there are some that we are leaving out. Um, I won't touch too much base on them, but typically combo cards like that aren't great. Um, so that's a little little insider for you. But with that, we're going to take a quick break. And when we come back, I will give you my thoughts on these glorious five Game Boy games I just talked about this episode. Um, and what to expect with me moving forward. Stay tuned. everybody so i'll give you some brief history on this stuff so i i knew these games existed actually i didn't know madden 97 was on game boy i did know that there were madden games on the game boy though um i knew nfl quarterback club existed on a game boy i actually didn't know how bad it was um because the the nfl the, the first nfl quarterback club game i ever played was nfl quarterback club 96 on the on the n64 which had brett Favre on the cover and it was an actual football game um so when i saw nfl quarterback club you know og i was like oh okay and just a base football game which like probably probably like nfl football uh no it was really bad um, I was actually very stunned by what I was playing. Like I was, I was a little excited, but also very disappointed. I was more disappointed than excited, but I thought it was an interesting take on the football genre. Uh, I thought it was a bold move to have a game dedicated to four or five mini games, um, but nonetheless, I thought it was an interesting take on the football genre because we really never had a football minigame or a uh, or a, a football game really presents itself how the NFL Combine does. So I thought that was like kind of a, a neat take and kind of a, just an interesting 
deep detailed insider type thing for those really interested in football. Um, NFL quarterback club two. I, I knew what the game was going into it. Cause I actually watched John Carl's uh, play the game uh, briefly for uh, game boy quest. And so I, I kind of knew a little bit what I was getting into. Um, the fact that it, you know, it, it is a basic football game with not much to it, but it is a licensed NFL game. So you do have that going for you. You do have, you know, your Eagles, your Cowboys, your Packers and this and that, whatever. Um, so you guys do get to choose your actual football team that you want to play as, uh, typically in 95, you're probably going to choose the Rams or the Niners or the Cowboys, uh, maybe the Steelers, but I played that. I played this for Game Boy Adventure as well too. Uh, it was better than NFL Quarterback Club One, uh, for sure. But uh, it, it, I would probably rank NFL Quarterback Club Two kind of in the middle. It was it was good, but it wasn't great. Um, Madden '95 I knew existed because I actually own a copy of Madden '95 for Game Boy. Um, I didn't know exactly what to... I never played it on Game Boy prior to Game Boy Adventure. Um, so I didn't know what to fully expect. I played Madden 95 on Genesis, so I knew what to expect on a bigger console. And when I popped it into the Game Boy, I was actually a little surprised to see that it was Super Game Boy Enhanced, first of all. And I was even more surprised that it actually resembled pretty heavily of what the what the big cons what the big boy consoles will call them uh had to present as well too uh madden 95 game boy definitely goes uh one-on-one against uh the snes or the genesis madden 95 uh they both are comparable they both are decent games for their time uh like i said mid 90s sports games were really were, were stale um we had the ambitious early '90s, late '80s sports, you know, sports games of Blades of Steel, you know, Hit the Ice, um, Rock and Roll Racing, um, that street hockey game with uh, Little John on the cover for the Super Nintendo, Super Dodgeball. Like we had all these super ambitious and kind of out of the box uh, sports games in the late '80s, early '90s. Uh, that when the mid-90s came, it seems like everything was already done. Uh, it was just kind of stale, uh, really unfortunate timing. But Madden 95 did present a decent amount of cool things, like animations on the Game Boy. Like, they weren't great, but you don't you didn't typically get to see animations or cutscenes like that on the Game Boy, even in 95. So, or 94, rather, I guess. But, uh... So it definitely has some innovations at the time. It definitely had its flaws for sure, but it definitely had some innovations for its time too. And like I said, like come late nineties, early two thousands, when the N sixty four would come out, you'd get games like NFL Blitz, NFL Streets, NBA Streets, and you know, Hockey Streets, whatever those streets games are, um, uh, Ballers, you know, whatever other crazy shenanigans you come up with, because because at that point the technology was there, uh, the technology just simply wasn't there uh, when Madden '95 through '97 came out. So uh, then Madden '96, I played from Game Boy Adventure as well. I've played all the football games from 
Game Boy Adventure. Uh, Madden 96 came out, and I played it, and I was like, you know what? This It was slightly better than Madden 95, in my opinion. Uh, although, if you actually analyze them, 95 is the better of the three, but I personally like 96 a bit more. Um, mostly because of the play option menu was actually organized and not just a cluster of God knows what coloring book 10-year-old get a hold of. Um... But at this time, I was like, I did. I stopped playing seasons for Madden games because they were just taking so long for just simply no reason whatsoever. Uh, so I just started doing. I started doing playoff modes, which is uh, basically like five or six games until you win the Super Bowl. And mind you, I didn't talk about this during the games, but they do have passwords associated with them as well too. Um, so in the playoff mode and the season mode, you do get a password. Uh, that you do have to type in. This password is like f like six thousand characters long. It's atrociously terrible how this how bad this, the, the password system is. In all of the sports sports type schemes, it didn't have a battery on the pack where you had to type in a passcode. All the passcodes are atrociously bad. Um, but then Madden ninety seven came, and I didn't know I didn't know Game Boy had Madden ninety seven. Uh, so when I found out that there was a Madden 97 on Game Boy, I was excited to play it. I was like, oh my god, I'm like, I've played Madden 95 and 96, but I can't wait to play 97. Like, it only gets better from here, and I was so sorely disappointed when I played Madden 97. Um, all the innovations that they made, all the risks that they took in Madden 95 and 96, they literally just threw all of those risks out the window and said, you know what, we're just going to play it safe, and we're not going to take any risks at all. We're just going to make a game that runs like hot garbage, and people are going to buy it because it says Madden 97 on it. Because at this point, Madden was starting to get a foothold within the football uh, industry, especially John Madden being a very famous commentator for football. So I played, in, I played Madden 97, and I was just heartbroken i was so disappointed playing that in 97 um it is the worst of the three uh if you were to if i was if i were to tell you to pick one pick 95 or 96 honestly i would tell you to pick 96 uh just because of the more organized playbook that they have but 97 is a hot 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 pile of trash it's not as hot as quarterback club one but it's 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 pretty steamy uh <laughs> But yeah, like I said, we didn't touch base on the combo cards like Bo Jackson's 2-1, Sports Illustrated, Football, Baseball. Um, I didn't touch base on them because I kind of want to do a special episode for Bo Jackson. Uh, Bo Jackson is a famous football and, bas and football and baseball, not basketball, baseball player uh, that I think I could dedicate an entire light episode towards. Um, the Sports Illustrated games, I, I kind of want to... I kind of want to get Mo to do an episode with me on the Sports Illust Illustrated games. There's more than one. Uh, I kind of want to do a, a real, a big episode on that with Mo because uh, it would be fun to have a European and American talk sports. One that doesn't watch much for sports and one that watches a lot of sports as well too. Uh, so I think you all would actually enjoy that episode. Um, 
going forward. That's why I didn't cover those those two those two games at all. Um, with me though, personally, what you can what you can expect from me pressing forward is uh, if you do watch me on Twitch or do watch my YouTube content or follow me on Twitter or whatever it may be. Um, you're going to see an influx in retro gaming again. Uh, you're going to see a little bit of an influx in speedrunning again. Uh, like I said at the beginning of this episode, I am going back to my roots. Uh, I may not take on the E-Blood Candy name again, but I will go back to EBC, which is what I typically was called by the retro and speedrunning community. Um, you will also probably see my real name being tossed around as well too when it comes to retro preservation and just retro archival as well. Um, so you'll see Tony getting thrown around quite a bit. With that, you're going to see a bit more stable streaming schedule as well too. Um, just to keep you all kind, of, just to be transparent with you all. Uh, since COVID, I've per, I've had a lot of personal issues. Uh, not not like sickness, like cold or having COVID or anything like that. Just uh. A lot of just mental health problems arose very quickly once COVID hit and we went into lockdown. So I don't want to bring down this episode by saying, by, you know, be like, oh, pity me. Don't pity me. Please don't. I don't want sympathy. But I want to be transparent with you all, like saying, like, hey, like April and May episodes with me may have not been great because I was going through a lot of, a lot of bad stuff. Um, I have a fantastic support team around me. Um, Mulla and Legs have been absolutely phenomenal. Um, some of my best friends, and I'm I'm head over heels happy that I am able I was able to meet them online, and they've uh, they've taken me in as a friend, and I can't uh, appreciate that more. Along with other friends like Enemy, uh, Dark Water, uh, the list goes on. You know. L Rock. I mean, the list just goes on forever. Um, just the the gracious and fantastic support that I've had from friends, and not only them, from from all of you, uh, the audience, the listeners, um, all the listens that we get on these on these episodes now is is really touching, honestly, and uh, it's it's great. It it I'm. I'm it this went from a uh, this went from a a thought in our heads of me thinking that this is going to be a short lived thing that where we only get a couple of listens a, a month to now where we're approaching ten thousand listens and we're averaging a hundred to two hundred listens a week and it's it's been it's been a crazy ride and I think each and every one of you um so with that said sick outro i'm belta gaming ebc tony you can find me at belta gaming on twitch and twitter i do have a youtube channel don't have 100 subs yet when i do it'll be branded to something uh you can find me on belta gaming on instagram where i post a bunch of art and food pictures you can find me on belthic on tiktok where i take vi or i take video of all of my art that i do and uh, i meme a lot on there as well uh, you can find my fantastic, wonderful co-host, Mulla, at Mulla on Twitch and Twitter and on YouTube, M-O-E-L-L-E-U-H. Uh, he has an Instagram now, too. He hasn't posted to it. Go harass him. Tell him to post stuff to it. Uh, you can find our beautiful 
amazing producer legs at sprinting legs on twitch and twitter uh legs on youtube and legs in discord and she also has a fantastic project site www.sprintinglegs.com um there you can find all the projects that she has been working on um has completed is currently in progress all the fun stuff you can find all of that information on gbrunners.com slash TIGB along with our Patreon and our PayPal. Um, if you are a Patreon, uh, we do have multiple tiers for it and each tier gives you access to various different things at the back ends of the podcast, whether it's notes, bloopers. Um, I'm actually trying to look into right now of how to have Patreons join or listen in on the raw recording which I think would be a kind of a neat thing. Um, I won't let you guys talk. Sorry, but you'll be able to listen to Mo and I be stupid and chat at least. Um, you guys get to hear it all raw before it's produced and made sound amazing by legs. Once we hit $20 a month, we'll start doing live streams of our podcast episodes. Um... If you are, if you do go the route to PayPal uh, and you do support us through PayPal, please let Mola, myself, or Legs know. Uh, we want to award you, reward you, thank you for supporting us in this uh, in this actually super awesome journey that I I didn't think would go very far. <laughs> um, uh, we want I we want to thank you in some way or another. Uh, don't know what fully that looks like yet, but we'll, we'll figure it out. We're good at figuring things out. We've been doing it for two years. <laughs> um, again, you can find all that stuff on gbrunners.com slash TIGB. Um, YouTube channel, again, not branded, but you can find all of the podcast episodes on there uh, if you're if YouTube is more of your thing. We are on a bunch of different types of podcast services out there now, too. Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, uh, SoundCloud, obviously. There's a bunch of other ones that I can't think of. There's a thousand different podcast RSS feeds out there. Um, if you can't support us or not, what don't want to support us monetarily, please give us some reviews. Uh, the more reviews that we can get, the higher that we can rank on these lists to show up people. For this being a very niche podcast about the Game Boy, it's very hard to get the door open at least very open for us so any support that way is exceptionally or exceptionally appreciated um so yeah i want to thank you all again for listening to part two of the football podcast this is now a football podcast no longer a game boy podcast next week we will have special guest john madden uh i'm kidding until next time everyone next time you hear from us it will be about Solomon's Club on the Game Boy. Obviously the Game Boy, right? What else are we going to talk about? Solomon's Club with Mo and I. See you, everyone.
Like, I want you to know that it took me like six takes to do this intro. Epic intro.